0: You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, first things first, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Merry Christmas, Uh, releasing it on that day, knowing some people will not listen but hoping that you'll listen at a later date because you enjoyed the first part of my talk with Burke Granger so much that you're going to come back. And this time we do talk Indians prospects. We talk some names. I asked for players he likes under the radar. We talk about some of the recent drafts. That's more towards the second half. But again, I hope everyone, whether you celebrate or not, just has a great day today. And uh, thank you for listening. And without further ado, here is the second part of the Mentioned interview. I know at the top of the show on Wednesday, I said I'd talk more Wetgrin, Nick Wetgrin, since he signed, uh, avoided arbitration. We will get into that next week. I love how we're getting into the nitty gritty. That's like the stuff I feel like I can talk <laughs> for hours on, uh, especially cause you know, you're talking about the, the people you've known through the industry. And mm-hmm. one of the, my favorite things about our niche, I, I'd like to think myself part of that industry. I don't know if I'm quite in it or not, but I still like to put myself uh consider myself part of it to some degree, is uh just in general, it is one of the best group of people I think I've ever run into, like almost across the board, uh, kind interactions, people promoting each other, people looking out for each other. It's uh it's a group that I can't speak highly enough. And you know, we talked about here at, at D1 in 2080 and the guys you mentioned there. And D1 in particular is If you are a fan of college baseball, it's a must uh, own subscription, not just the scouting reports, but the data, the uh, for a long time there. I will be honest. When I was doing my over at 24 seven sports, I would go and look at uh, the like Friday rundowns just to make sure there wasn't like a Mm -hmm. game or matchup I missed. It's like they did all the legwork when I was looking for my uh, my three ball, two strikes, which was three good performances, too bad for a weekend. Uh, Because there were a few games I'd miss, you know, you you catch the big ones and then instead of going through the box scores So even little things like that D1 uh, You guys not only just have fantastic writers, but the amount of information is kind of mind-boggling And then 2080 I've always loved your video components over there Like that's one of my favorite parts is uh, when you guys have done some of those video scouting reports and then I so funny story about Burke here is uh, I was talking to a, uh, a player representative recently. That's uh, I can't call him an agent, so I'll call him a player <laughs> representative. And they sent me video and they were talking about a, a player. And this is an agent that I've had a good relationship with. They always give me uh, good information and the like. And uh, the video they sent me was Burke's. So I had to let Burke know that, hey, just so you know, uh, your video is being used to help promote uh, players and that's the type of quality video that like you know, Burke and they get over there. It's, it's so good that the agents are kind of stealing it, uh, for lack of a better word and using it to help promote, uh, when you're out there going and seeing talent, like, and trying to set up all of this stuff at once, let people know, like, what is that? Like, how hard is it to, you have so much different equipment you have to set up and handle to get it all ready while still, you know, having your head up enough to cover the, the stuff. So you, cause video is great, but it's still better to sit there and physically watch it and see the little bits and pieces. I,
1: I love that question because that's one of those nuances behind the <laughs> behind the scenes things that no one really sees. Um, so first of all, I, I love thanks for the compliment on the video and I love yeah. that I love that agents are using our video. Um, one of my favorite things is scrolling through Twitter and just seeing, uh, seeing one of my videos that someone else is using. And then I like it even more if they cite cite the work, uh, which isn't always the case. But
0: it was um, your tweet. They specifically used your tweet. Good. So that's how I knew it was from you. So in this case I can say the
1: agent was doing right by you. <laughs> that's good. Um but yeah I it is setting up the equipment is all part of the process. And I like to I like to get there. You mentioned uh earlier when you're talking about venues and you get you got to get there or some of these these Ballparks that I go to are very small. They're not SEC ballparks. Um, so if you want a good spot where you're getting a good angle, you got to get there early. And I like to get there early that I'm setting up my camera, cameras, um, not in the in the the eye line of the scouts sitting behind me. Um, I, I. <laughs> We we talked about it. Every, everyone I've met in the media has been great. I think the scouts that I've met have been great, but I do try to to stay out of their way. I'm doing a job; they're doing their job. Um, so the last thing I want to be doing is them getting upset with me that I'm blocking their view of a of a multi million dollar decision that they need to make. Where you know I'm I'm out there uh, in a different capacity. Um, if 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 I'm wrong in an evaluation, I don't get fired typically. Um, so I try to get there early, um, set up. I set up a camera behind home plate. My preference is to, to line it up directly behind home plate if I can see, being able to see over the umpire so I can get a true sense of the movement of that pitch. Um, it's a little bit different. You'll see different things, different attributes of the pitch from that angle than you do on the center field cameras that we're used to seeing on television. Uh, you typically can capture that arm side run on the fastball the horizontal movement on the fastball, getting that, getting an appreciation for what the batter is facing as he's sitting fastball and that, that ball comes 12 inches running horizontal horizontally in on his hands uh, at 95 miles per hour and the decisions that he has to make. So I I like to get there, set up that camera. uh, And then I have cameras typically running on the first and third, third base dugouts along those baselines focused in at, at home plate to try to get, open side looks at the player at the, the hitters. Um, so I like to set those up and forget them down the line. And then behind home plate, I'm changing, uh, you know, I'm pressing pause between each inning. So I have a clean, a clean inning that I can go edit later on in the process. Um, so the good thing is I know I captured everything. Um, if a guy went, you know, three for three with, with, Two doubles and a home run. I know I got every one of those swings where he he squared up the ball. Uh, the bad thing is I have like so many hours of video that I have to go through to try to, to try to find those at bats. So when you're evaluating players at the MAC level or the, even the Big Ten level, not all of these guys are draft quality players, right? Um. So some of the some of the video is you're not going to use at the end of the day, most of it, you're not going to use at the end of the day. But when you go to a a high school showcase event, like the perfect game, national showcase, you're lining up. There's, they're playing four or five games a day, each at two or three hours a piece. Um, And you're just, I'm, I'm just running through batteries on my phones or on my cameras. I'm running through, through SD cards and just capturing literally, you know, Dozens and dozens of hours of video over the course of that weekend and then going home and trying to compartmentalize that and and slice it up. And those those are those countless hours that I'm spending in my basement doing video editing that that no one really understands. And sometimes the return on that is very small. But when you have you when you have a video that uh, like you mentioned, if, a, if an agent can can start sharing that and the player can use it almost as a sizzle reel to, to garner some, um, some attention. And, and that can ultimately, you know, if it, even if it plays a small role in helping him get his name out there a little more to me, that's beneficial. And that's where it makes it all worth it.
0: I, I'll admit at points, like I've used your video cause you go, you do have so much and there's points just to get better at like pitch recognition. Uh, that's sometimes I just go through and I'm like, okay, I know, what this guy throws so let's see if i can start identifying it better or being able to look at for angle and slot and things like that which you know for someone out there who isn't necessarily uh looking to write or talk or scout about this stuff i think it's very useful to just re-watch video for that regard if you just want to be better at like understanding or being like okay uh, and the more you do it the more you start to to see the things where you're like oh okay so that's what they mean when they talk about someone you know their arm flying out or mm-hmm. when you're talking about the various uh you know pitching stances and and uh the the pros and cons and you know to a lot of people it's like we talk about a three-quarter slot and there's a lot of people are like i don't know what that means exactly Exactly. that terminology is just going to keep uh increasing and i not to say you have to go out and study baseball if it's not your thing don't do it but if you are interested i think a lot of times watching video from someone like burke where you have so many words you can see you know uh we talk about Sam Bachman, for instance, like we know what his pitch mix is. We know essentially what three pitches we go to look for and like, OK, so this one's this one. And because uh, I, I know when I first started going to games, I was terrible at that. I'd be like, oh, OK, no, the, that was the fastball. I can tell thanks to my the radar reading on the screen, not because of my eye. So I think, yeah. it's, uh, you know, one of those underrated things that for any level watching that video can be super helpful.
1: But a, a lot of people, they shouldn't feel they shouldn't feel, uh, upset or shamed about that when they're starting out either. Like, cause candidly I'll sit back that, you know, I'm sitting with the scouts during the games and folks that have been doing this for 30 years are having those same debates on, was that a slider or a change up? Uh, and, and it becomes a kangaroo court deciding, uh, coming to a conclusion as to what it was. And ultimately you get used to it based on the movement or, you know, there aren't the, uh, a certain pitcher might drop his arm slot when he's throwing a slider, um, but you brought up a good point. When you're knowing someone's arsenal is something that I try to do before I go to evaluate a player too, because I don't want to be wasting time debating that. I don't want to be saying, "Well, was that a does he throw a curveball? Was that a curveball, or does he call that a slider?" Uh, I like to know. All right, if, if these are his four pitches, I write them down ahead of time. Because I'm only getting 15 seconds in between pitches and I'd like to write notes during that. I don't want to be having that debate wasting any time, which is another reason why I put, you know, I put the camera on a tripod in front of me. So I have my hands free to have a radar gun, stopwatch, (laughs) pen, paper. You know, I don't, I don't have enough hands already. I don't want to be fiddling with the camera. Uh, That's something I can just press, you know, press pause and press record in between innings with.
0: And I feel like I've talked to pitchers where they'll tell me it's a slider and I swear it's a curve. Like you know, even just when you talk to them, like I'm like, no, that's a curveball, man. I I'm telling yeah. you you're throwing a curve. That's not a slider. No, it's it's my slider. I'm like, it's not a slider. And, and you'll get into that with with various yeah. players. Um, even at like a college level, that's still one of those things where sometimes a guy will tell you they throw
1: something, you're like, That's no, yeah. I'm sorry you don't. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the same boat. And then, you know, if the debate continues, I'll just I'll just call, hey, it's a breaking pitch. Let's just yeah. agree that it's a breaking
0: pitch. You've got the breaking pitch. Now, I've already had you on here for a bunch. I can't let you go without talking some Indian stuff. Uh, but before we get into some uh, Indians prospect talk, let's throw it out and talk about our ads, our sponsors, the people who help this podcast go. Bet online. Are you ready for some football? college football heads into bowl season? And there are some big matchups. The NFL regular season is finishing up. The Browns are going to be in the postseason more than likely, as shocking as that may be. And there's one place that as you covered and one place we trust here at Locked On, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for your free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. You know, we can talk about some of the big games of the week, talk about the Browns, uh, and they I mean, I assume they have to be heavily favored against the Jets, we could take a look into the future and maybe look at some things with the Cavaliers who came out with Victor's in their first game of the uh, of the season and with the Indians I'm sure there will be some great prop bets on you know uh, chances for someone like Shane Bieber to win another Cy Young or for Jose Ramirez to win MVP those are always fun to look at and you want to look at that stuff over at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code On. Get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline.ag to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code Locked On for your sign-up bonus. 50% bonus, betonline. So... Uh, our other sponsor is Bill Bar. I am waiting with bated breath. Uh, you know, the, the everything is kind of chaotic in terms of the mail right now. And I have still not gotten those candy cane fudge brownie ones I'm waiting on. I can't wait to try them. I am looking forward to when they come. Uh, and I, I sent a quick message because uh, they let you know by a text message when they get your order prepared. I'm just like, hey, uh, what's what's the status? And within an hour, even though this was Christmas Eve, I just wasn't thinking. You know, I was tracking things down. They sent me a response like it has been uh, sent. Uh, I'm not showing up on tracking, but it has been sent. And that's the type of customer service you get that even on Christmas Eve, they're responding to texts on orders and letting you know items are getting sent out. All of their products that I have had a chance to try so far are fantastic. It is a product, a company where I'm using some form, some product daily. And when you wanna try the fantastic built Bar products, you go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on you get 20% off. You're not going to regret it. I'm looking forward to trying their broth soon. The uh, the go is solid. I'm really liking the boost. Uh, they completely changed the formula and now I'm drinking one of those a day. And of course, just the the built bar typical. I mean, just the bars themselves are the best protein bar that I have ever had. Builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on. I'm still using it myself. You know, I always like to, to lead off with like a que- some of my favorite questions I ask are um, you know who is someone in the system that maybe doesn't get as much attention you know uh, most people know the first rounders they know the big names uh, who's someone maybe you've seen or someone you've had some familiarity with who maybe isn't one of the top three to four prospects who's someone maybe a little under the radar uh, amongst the Indians
1: prospect field from uh, your point of view I, I got a couple for you um one's, one's- Like cheating though, because he's he was a second rounder last year, and that's Logan Allen. Um, I I, I love him as
0: well, so I approve of that.
1: Good, I would assume he's not showing up on like as a top five prospect in the system. He's not even a top 10 in most places. I
0: he was my highest rated draft pick they had last year, if I'm being honest.
1: Well, and that's the thing, so he's a guy I really like. Um, For his age, I think he has advanced pitch ability. I saw him with the collegiate national team uh, on that, that stacked collegiate national team, that staff that included Max Meyer, Reed Detmers, Asa Lacey, Garrett Crochet. And Allen is a guy that scouts compared to Reed Detmers. Um, And they like Detmers better. Don't get me wrong. But the appeal is that you could get a guy like Allen 40 picks later. Um, He's such an underrated athlete. And
0: my, I, I will, you know, I, Adam, who uh, used to be a twenty-eighty m mech, blanking on hurt. his last. Yeah, uh, and you know, you yeah. and I had some great talks about athleticism and the importance and how that gets underrated in pitching. Like, that's what allows you to not get hurt. And often it's like those athletic guys with the Indians, in particular. That's the ones they find ways to add, you know, a few miles an hour, a few more spin. And that's not even talking about he was a, an everyday two way player going to a one way. There's a lot of reasons why. You know that's just my surface stuff. You can yeah. give more to yeah, talk. You're
1: absolutely right, and and being a college baseball fan, I tend to be drawn towards the. You know, Brendan McKay is one of my favorite all-time college baseball players ever for the two-way aspect. Um, but you're right, Logan Allen. He played first base, or he DH, and he had, he hit third in that lineup as a sophomore when he wasn't their Friday night ace. Um, you know, he's not a guy who's going to blow you away. He's 90, 92, can can touch ninety-three but the changeup is is above average potential plus and and I'm I've always been a sucker for lefties who can turn over a good changeup. Um and he's got a deep repertoire and that ability to command it. So those types of guys when they get into a minor league system, I feel like they move pretty quickly. Um you know, he he struck out 40 41 guys in 25 innings that spring. Uh, I think when when he was with USA Baseball, he walked two guys in like 20 innings. Um those types of profiles I'm I'm generally drawn to. Um, now he's not a super deep sleeper. Cause you know, again, he was a, what a top 50 overall pick last year. Um, but, but he's not a top 10 prospect, like I said, right. anywhere.
0: Uh, so I, I think that totally counts. And a lot of people do sleep on him a bit. Cause he was their third selection on top mm-hmm. of that. And um, with everything else going on. But like I said, I had him, I mean, not, not that I didn't like Burns and and uh, Tucker, okay. but I, I had like a comp round grade on Allen. I was probably too high on him compared to most, I would think. Um, I think I had him somewhere in the 30s and I had the other two like more 40 to 50. But uh, no, I'm I'm with you. I, I thought that was a, uh, on top of just the comedy of having two lefty Logan Allens. Like that was first off, <laughs> of course, right. what we have to go with that they added. Because I had been joking about that for weeks that they were going to draft Logan Allen. Uh, it wasn't as good as when I was joking about Eli Morgan because he fit their mold to a T uh, and what we saw with Morgan and the way he tore through the lower minors, I think we'll see with Allen as well. Like there's those yeah. guys, those poor kids in Low A next year. They're right. not gonna. They have no chance against him. <laughs> good luck. Good luck. 18 year old in low a the Midwest yeah. league with, with no guys. short season ball. You're getting pushed up and you're facing Logan Allen. You might yeah. as well just take three swings and sit down. It's, he's going to keep it all in the zone too. That's going to be the most demoralizing part. Like You know that he doesn't yeah. pitch out of the zone and they're still not going to touch it, but who are the other guys? I'm, I'm, so the uh, other
1: one, is, the other one's a little deeper and you let me know what you think. And that's, that's Ernie Clement, the fourth rounder out of Virginia in 2017. So that, that same talented Virginia class that included, you know, first rounders, Paven Smith and Adam Haisley. Um He's an old school guy. He's got an atypical approach and the, the true, like three true, outcome era uh, that we're in now um, because he's not going to hit a lot of home runs. He's not going to strike out and he doesn't walk. Um, He puts the ball in play a lot. He he doesn't swing and miss, um, but he also doesn't walk as much as for a guy that I'd like to see with those kind of bat to ball skills. Uh, It's not an impact bat, not going to be hitting for extra bases, um, but I think he could carve out a role as a utility infielder. He's played some outfield in college. Um, don't, Don't know if he's played that, uh, as a pro and he's certainly not a sexy pick and not an heir apparent for for to replace Francisco Lindor at shortstop uh, but I think he could be a stopgap or a platoon option there because of the the bat-to-ball skills and you know he can his ability his versatility is his ability to do a little bit of everything he's almost like a poor man's uh, Nick Madrigal in, in the sense of his bat-to-ball skills and and not being able to strike him out uh but, Former but Indians draft pick, Nick Madrigal. That, that's true. <laughs> but it's you know, it's not going to be extra base hits. He's not gonna be not gonna be running balls into the gaps, but I think he does enough things well that he can he can carve out a major league career. Yeah, if people listen to the podcast, I was like I was a little surprised they added him because I thought
0: he could sneak through, but at the same time, like they added him because he's a sure major leaguer. Like that's the thing. Yep. At the end of the day, he's a sure major leaguer in some form, some role he's going to end up playing 500 plus games in the majors like that's, And and I
1: I give that a ton of value. So when you're, when you're, when I'm talking about sleepers, I'm not talking about, and watch out, watch this guy could be an all-star. I think we know about most of the guys who could be all-stars. This is a guy that I don't think people talk about as an impact major leaguer, but I think he could, I think he could have a significant career.
0: No, it's the same thing. Like, you know, we talked about Logan Allen earlier. It's like, the chances he's no worse than a left handed reliever are very high. Like, you know, you're looking at a barring injury. I can't see how Logan Allen doesn't somehow pitch in the big leagues. And I, when I say stuff like that, people like it's pitchers, you should, you know, you can't say that there's, there's not. But I'm like, if you have command and you have three pitches, and especially if you're left-handed and a high draft pick, so they have reasons to move you through the system, like, Barring injury, it's
1: a pretty good bet. They're just those types. There's always going to be unforeseen circumstances that you can't account for. But knowing all the variables we do know, he checks all the boxes.
0: Yeah. So uh, I guess in terms of the system, uh, is there anyone? And you can, in this case, you can talk about the big names. Feel free. I'm taking off all the shackles. Mm -hmm. Who do you think? (laughs) Next year with the Indians, they're uh they got some talent hitting the upper minors and uh some guys who could help, and they certainly are looking as a team that is going to use some young players next year.
1: Yeah, I mean I'd love to see candidly at at the end of the year if they get a full season in. I'd love to see a guy like Daniel Espino get get up in the majors in September. Um a lot's gonna depend on his ability to to command his arsenal. His his now he's got an electric arsenal, as you guys know um and and i don't you know we haven't seen how that's going to play out in full season ball um but you know for me he was a guy that i liked quite a bit in that draft as well you know similar to how i liked ethan hankins the year before you know if if we sat here a year before ethan hankins was was picked by the indians the what the last pick in that first round um yeah cuz they had the uh...
0: It, it was essentially, it was a competitive balance. It was a, yeah, it was a competitive balance pick. Yeah. they did um, Bo Naylor, then they took him, and then they took Lenny Torres, who got hurt, but a lot of people still love, and a similar arm to those two.
1: Yeah. So, like, you know, a guy like Hankins, if, if they told, if I told you they were going to get Ethan Hankins the summer before the draft, you would have been on cloud nine because he was the, yeah he was the top-rated pitching prospect. With him and uh, Kumar Rocker at the top. Right. I mean, that, they had Kumar Rocker, Matt Liebertor, These these are elite blue chip guys. And and Hankins was better than all of them that summer before the draft. Um, so if it weren't for this shoulder injury that he had, um, the Indians would have had no chance to get him. Um, so, you know, he's a guy that I would like. I have no idea, candidly, how how close he is. But he's a guy I, I'm excited to see when he gets up there. Bo Naylor is another guy that, that I saw quite a bit as an amateur. And I do think the bat has a chance to be special. Um, I'm I'm a little skeptical about the defense behind the plate, um, but I've heard he's made strides there. The arm has always been above average. The receiving was a challenge that summer before the draft, but to be fair, that's a difficult attribute to evaluate for a high school catcher playing in a showcase setting where he's catching six different guys in an all-star game many of which he's never caught before. So, you know, he's coming out there before, like, all right, what what pitches do you throw? You throw a cutter. Okay, I've never – oh, you throw a splitter. I've never caught a splitter. Let's see how it goes. And then you're trying to be a soft, quiet receiver behind the plate and show off your receiving skills to the evaluators. That's a difficult task. So uh, – and he, he didn't do it very well, <laughs> to be honest, uh, in that summer before the draft. But, you know, he, he was drafted for the bat and, um, you know, Ultimately, I think that's where his value is going to lie when he gets to Cleveland. Yeah, he's, I'll say he has done a lot of work and the Indians
0: have continued to work with him. So we'll see. It's, there's still some debate, but that is obviously why there was so much third base talk. Mm. Uh, Espino's one of those guys. I was not as high on him. I'll be honest. I just had my concerns. Uh, high velocity guys always kind of scare me. Yeah. Um, but my statement then, and you can tell me if this was just a bad statement or not, was that like, <laughs> if they fast tracked him in the pen with that fastball slider combo, it's like that fastball isn't going to really change much in my opinion. And it's, you need refinement with him. But mm-hmm. I thought That he was one of those guys as a high school guy. If you moved into the pen, you could get him into the bigs in under three years. Like I just thought, if you just go fastball slider reliever, you're going to be our closer for a decade. As long as you stay healthy. I thought that, uh, that that was something that could work. I mean, obviously if everything works out, you have a potential frontline starter and that's why they're not fast tracking him in the right. pen but uh, no, I,
1: I don't think you're incorrect, but as you know, it's difficult to justify that if you're taking a guy in the yeah. first round, a high school really, uh, you don't take a high school reliever in the first round and, and concede that he's going to start. So um, it's a great, it's a great fallback option. If he ends up in a pen, because uh, I think it's, I think the stuff will definitely play there. And, you know, he was a guy who I saw throw in 99 and, you know, and as a rising high school senior. So, um, you know and that was higher than than Hunter Green at that level and then before Hunter Green's injury he was 100 to 100 102 in the futures game so um it, it's it's not inconceivable that that Espina is going to be just regularly hammering triple digits yeah, he's it's and gosh do i miss having minor league baseball
0: <laughs> <Most laughs> no. those conversations made me oh the minors why oh well i've already had you for over 40 minutes so oh, uh, we could keep going that for was... hours uh, as you can tell, I'm going to have to have you back on Burke. Hopefully you'll agree to come back. Cause it's clear we could keep Anytime. going and going. So I want to thank you, uh, again, uh, why don't you tell them? So I don't risk but- butchering it where to find your work, tell them all the sites and give them your Twitter information for those listening.
1: Sure. It's uh, it's Burke Granger on Twitter, B U R K E G R A N G E R no spaces. And then at, I'm at D one baseball and 2080 baseball. And again, I can't recommend uh, either of those
0: sites enough. I'm hoping I said that correct. Uh, You know, it's it's been, uh, we're at December. It's a time where brains, end of the month, mine starts to get a bit twisted. But again, it's just great sites. Burke does great work. I can't, you know, he's one of those people along we had... um, Brian Sikowski on earlier. It's like Brian and Burke were the first two people I contacted in the scouting circles because not only are they great, not only are they like road dog types who really put in the time, but just really good people. So if you're listening to this podcast, if you are following me, you should be following Burke. So make sure to go do that again. We're going to have Burke back uh, as long as he agrees to come back. And I'm sure he will, because this was fantastic and we could clearly just keep going for forever and ever. Uh, I've missed having talks like this and I think Me too, man. talking with you and again uh, having Brian on and Adam on it's like these talks keep going long because we've missed just kind of like sitting in a minor league park you know you stop talking when the big guys come up you need to see and then the chatter in between and uh, this is kind of like a breath of fresh air and just something I, I we're in the season for thankfulness I'm very thankful you came on and I'm thankful for this fun
1: conversation Hey, I'm th- I'm thankful you had me on, Jeff. Anytime I I'm, I always enjoy talking to you, interacting with you. So anytime you want want me on, I'm happy to come on. Oh, it was great. I'm
0: sure, like I said, uh, this is going to be a fun conversation to listen to. I have been Jeff Alice. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB draft. And for the next year at least, go tribe.